everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to recap and review Barbershop, a 2002 comedy directed by Tim Story, written by Mark Brown, Don D. Scott, and Marshall Todd, and starring Ice Cube, Anthony Anderson, Sean Patrick Thomas, Eve, Troy Garrity, Michael Ely, Leonard Earl Howes, Keith David, and Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> the film grows $77 million worldwide on a $12 million production budget. It launched the acting careers of Eve and Michael Ely, and it spawned several other projects, including a sequel, Barbershop 2, Back in the Business, which was released in 2004, a third in the franchise, Barbershop The Next Cut, which was released in 2016, Barbershop the TV series, which ran for one season on Showtime in beginning in 2005, and Beauty Shop, a spinoff movie, which was released in 2005. And for some, these facts would be enough to consider the original that started it all, Barbershop, a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from other right perspective. We'll do a recap, discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, my name is Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. I am Brittany Wright, and I'm the youngest, and I have a VHS of this movie. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Her Britney's collect Britney's VHS collection, it continues to just be top notch. It's got all the goods. It's got all the goods. So did you watch it digitally or did you pull up your your trusty VHS? You know, I watched it on YouTube. Okay. I, I did. I did. I I, I rented it on YouTube because my VHS player is hooked up to my little baby 13 inch. Gotcha. I can't throw it away. <laughs> I can't throw it away. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, oh no. it's so good. I don't so even, even know if they'd have the cord to connect it to your regular team. First of all, <laughs> I have one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what First you need to know. <laughs> and Britt, just so we can all fully put in context how whack it is that you have that VHS. <laughs> yeah. this, this, this movie is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Wow. Y'all, 20th anniversary. I mean, that is bananas. But can I just say, like, I love that people are actually celebrating it. Like, it was, I, I, well, I did, I, well, I streamed it, you know. But after I streamed it, I was Googling around, come to find out it's playing in theaters around New York. Wow. Actually playing mm -hmm. in theaters around New York this weekend. I love that. So I could have seen it on the big screen. And I love that. Yeah. And you I know? like when stuff does that. It's so good. It's so good. So y'all, let's talk about voting symbols. We got to pick a voting symbol for this one. And let me just say, there were so many, okay? <laughs> I have two to recommend for consideration, but I had like eight. Okay? <laughs> I cut them down. I cut them down for the sake of time because Brittany keeps saying our podcasts are too long. So I'm not going to go through They're all They're too like long. <laughs> Okay, let's count down from 10. <laughs> okay, no. So here are the two. The first one is at the envelope of cash. Okay. All right. The envelope of cash, it represented the ownership of the barbershop being given and taken. 
right? And what makes it such a good simple is mm. that there was a point in time where Calvin realized that he 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 didn't want to relinquish ownership of the barbershop. And he was trying to get the envelope back. And the bad guy wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take it, you know? And so this is giving me flashbacks of brown sugar. Then she suggests the the park bench for brown sugar. That's I don't know right. why it's, I don't know why it's sure not giving me flashbacks so to many every things episode you've ever recorded. On that bench. <laughs> <laughs> and my second recommendation, <sighs> which honestly, everybody, I hope you have a tissue nearby because you might get emotional when I say it. Yeah. It is the mural of Calvin's father that's in the mm. barbershop. Why? Why? Because yeah. Yeah. it is not just the father. It is the father and other people. Okay. It's the community. Mm. Okay. And that's what this movie is really about. Okay. When you get right down to it, it is about a love story between a barbershop and a community. Okay. Mm. And that is why that mural is so good because it is that father, that father figure there with with that with that mural of community with him that just sums it all up. Mm. Those are my recommendations. Well, I, I, what mean, you got? And, I, if, and if either one of you all say a razor, I'm I'm shutting the whole podcast down. Well, let me let first, me turn first, my camera first, off. First of all, first of all, it's I both equally love your uh your recommendations in the same way that I know we're not using either of them. But I love <laughs> both of them maximum. You did very but, well. Yeah. But yes, I I, 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 <laughs> I was thinking uh clippers or the barbershop pole. Mm. Oh yeah, that little blue and white red thing. Um I guess I was thinking the clippers, eraser, and also... the, the only thing about the razor is the razor in a, in a in a black barber shop is there, and it's it's especially for some barbers, it's part of what they do in terms mm. of you know keeping the line tight. But I wouldn't say it's universal enough to use it to really represent the barber but, shop. But 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 bro, this for this particular movie. That there was a gentleman in the barbershop that represented, you know, yeah, like, no, no, I elderly, the elder, like the, the the seasoned, the people who understood barbers as craftsmen. And he was the one that used that razor and went to town and got that beard together that day. But, but, yeah, no. the, but the but in so I think a razor would be perfect. But what I'm what I, I'm I saying is, behind is, that without is resentment. In, in reality. Most black men don't use razors because mm -hmm. it gives us razor bumps. So, like that can never represent the the community. The community. Which my because, third option was just the actual barbershop as a whole, just the building. Like, <laughs> so you want the symbol for the barbershop to be the barbershop? Why not? So much goes on in there. There are clippers in there. There are razors in there. There's the uh the the, the red and white bar barbershop. So, so because it holds what all is the going on the, 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 mur the mural is in there. What? What is wrong with you two? Brittany, you're usually the one who grounds us. <laughs> Cannons <laughs> to the left of them. Cannons to the right of them. 
Because I'm thinking in my mind, it's the sidewalk and the barbershop that we have. We have to move on. We have to move on. Okay, listen. What we're going to do. Bro, you pick it. You pick it because you are a black man that has been in the barbershops. That's no territory. (laughs) You pick the symbol. Go. We're just going to do clippers. Okay. Wonderful. We're just going to do the clippers. most Excellent. obvious and pedestrian one. Great. Which All right. It is much more pedestrian. The barbershop that is much more on the side of pedestrian. the sidewalk yes. inside the barbershop. She said, she said, I felt like the barbershop. <laughs> is it simple of the barbershop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With no irony. No yeah. irony. You really? It was a real suggestion. It was a, All right. I love you. Well, I love you. I love you. I think I, I'm actually really happy it happened because I want everyone to see what we're dealing fact, with. We're starting something. We're, podcast <laughs> people, we're going to, you You tell us how awesome that suggestion was. <laughs> they going to It was know. great. They're yeah. Great. Gotcha, gotcha, I just, gotcha, just gotcha, type gotcha. it. Type it. If you agree with me, say yes, barbershop. That's what you type that. All right. Yeah. Yep. All type right. that. All right. I look forward to counting up to zero when we look for this. So let's do a recap. For those who are new to our podcast, we do a spoiler filled recap because our content is for the most part is pretty darn old and people can't remember all the details, but they want to enjoy the podcast or they haven't seen it yet, but they want to enjoy the podcast. So we do a recap. So here we go. So barbershop. Our movie takes place on the south side of Chicago, and for two years, Calvin Palmer Jr., played by Ice Cube, has been running a barbershop that he inherited from his father, and he is tired of it. He tells his pregnant wife, Jennifer Palmer, played by Jasmine Lewis, that he wants them to have a lifestyle similar to Oprah and Stedman's, and he knows the barbershop is not going to get them there. Meanwhile, Jennifer is proud of him for continuing his grandfather and father's legacy. The shop had been around for 40 years by the time Calvin inherited it. And she reminds Calvin that the barbershop is not just a business. It is a gathering spot for the community. And by the time Calvin comes around to agree with her and sees the beauty and importance in the shop, he had already sold it to a local businessman, Lester Wallace, played by Keith David, for $20,000. And if you don't know what business is, I don't know what to tell you, okay? <laughs> but he is not a businessman, but he's a businessman. And 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 Calvin tries to give the money back. But Lester says the only way that he will cancel his deal is if Calvin gives him $40,000 by the end of the day, okay? Otherwise, Lester is going to turn the barbershop into a strip club, okay? A gentleman's club. And guess what? Calvin is not going to be able to get $40,000 together by the end of the day. He had the the initial 20. He would have had to get $20,000 more by the end of the day. And that's just not going to happen. And so Calvin has to break the news to his wife and the barbers in the shop. And everyone is heartbroken and angry. Meanwhile, one of the barbers in the shop, Ricky, played by Michael Eatley, has gotten caught up in some mess. His cousin, J.D., played by Anthony Anderson, used Ricky's truck to steal an ATM out of a convenience store, okay? Ultimately, Ricky ends up getting arrested for this crime he did not commit. 
Calvin uses the $20,000 to bail Ricky out of jail. And he goes over once again to get Lester Wallace to let him out of the deal. And you're like, Calvin, that didn't work the last time. Why are you going back over there, Calvin? Well, this time, Calvin has got one of his community connections on his side, a police officer that knows the shop. And when Lester Wallace still won't let Calvin out of the deal, the police arrive and threaten to take Lester in for all of his business, including the evidence laying all around the chop shop where the confrontation takes place. Lester lets Calvin out of the deal so that he won't get arrested and the police let him go. Fortunately, Ricky's cousin, JD, that stole the ATM is actually at the chop shop, okay? And so the police get to arrest him and they don't walk away empty-handed. And ultimately, what you see, they do a flashback to a couple of months down the line and you get to see that Calvin has really leaned into his life um, as that, that, that cornerstone of the community and as that owner of the barbershop. His, his wife has since had the baby and you see that all the barbers are there and it seems like everyone is thriving. The end. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Barbershop. <laughs> and, 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 and I will just say, this movie is so chock full of interesting characters that, you know, for the sake of uh, brevity, didn't get into all those characters in the recap. But the the actual, um, the character writing, I think is really uh, a key element of this film. They really spent time making sure that they had a great diversity in the characters yeah. that were showing up. And they also were characters that that feel nostalgic for, for you if you're like, you know, black in America. You're like, oh, I know those people, you know? Yeah. So if you just feel that, that connection to those characters. But I think, bro, I think you got to kick us off, bro, because again, out of the three of us, I think you probably spent more time in men's barbershops than we have. You don't know my life. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because in the 60s, you did you did used to be in the barbershop. Listen. Girl. Yes, you did. I, what am I talking about? Listen, barbershop Betty is what they used to call me. Yeah, they did. That's right. <laughs> <Barbershop> <laughs> That's what they used to call me. She was she was in there. That don't shop. sound like a good thing. She was in there shop. It was Take, the 60. Thank you for what you win. It was, it was a good time. We were free. It was a good time. We were free. Listen. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Bro, what did you think of the actual? I kind of want to just start with like the setting. Like that that barbershop setting, you know, the people that were there, the comings and goings of the folks. Bro, did that feel authentic to you? Did that was that in alignment with your experience? You know, it's um I'm trying to because my my sisters have been very strict on me about making sure I don't give my real thoughts until the end, you know, but like I'm trying to figure out how to <laughs> Talk about it without for talking those, about For those that are new to the podcast, Aubrey <laughs> at the top of the podcast will give 100% of his opinion at the top. Yeah, I, I do. There's nothing left to talk about. I, I, won't, I, won't. I loved it. It was amazing. I, I hate it. It was trash. I'm not going to deny it. I, that's, I do like starting at the top. But I'm, I'm working hard, though, to get into the... Let's see if you can do it. But I'm go. just... Because what I'm saying is, is the, the barbershop, Especially, I don't feel it as much now, 
But especially back then, it was just a a very important part, you know what I'm saying, mm. of life. I remember the first time I was able to go to the barbershop, you know what I'm saying? And like back then it wasn't no appointments and all that kind of stuff. So you would just go there and you would say, you know, you'd say, I'm here, I'm in line. And then you just had a good portion of your day, which was going to be spent wow. sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's how it was. It was just like, you know, my first barber, her name was Tanya. I, I'll never forget. Cause dad had always cut my hair, but I wanted a box. You know what I'm saying? So when I was eight to go get a box, like a, a official box, I went to the barbershop. Her, her name was Tanya. And um, I'm going to put in a picture of Arby with his box. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to ask yeah. you have to do the Ar- one where he's teasing with his dimples. Yes, and his glasses. But, but send, send it to me so I can make sure it's a barbershop box. Because there, there were pre- <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> there were attempts. Uh oh, there were pre barbershop boxes. Okay, which warranted Listen. the the barbershop transition. You Listen. understand the right so, family. We made some transition. As a matter of fact, if you send me a couple, because I might be able to show like this was the the difference, the pre barbershop box. Yeah. If this is the barbershop box, because okay. my dad used to come out here, cool. and Let's you know how dads are. I get a box. <laughs> this is I didn't mean I didn't mean like a like a shipping box. Not, I wasn't going for that for cartons, for shipping cartons. I wasn't going for that. And y'all and y'all but, need to know. I feel like our father never ever went to a barbershop and Aubrey could probably say that that was wrong but I just feel like as I'm growing up I don't remember our dad ever going remember, to a barbershop. I remember him he going for went, special occasions. I do. Yeah, he he it was he like if he was like in a once. wedding or yeah, like for so Valentine's like, Day. Like, like a couple of times. But he was a barber. So like okay. for him. Yeah. It was I mean, he, his own he, hair. That's how he went through college was, was cutting people's hair. So like for him, for him, you know, I'll just cut my hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. that's, that's how. Do y'all he, remember that gold like circle one with all of the pieces in it for his purse? The it was like a yellow that was mommy circle. Oh, that was that, that was a so that, many pieces. That was a those were lady razor pieces. Oh, oh yeah, I remember yeah, that I because, remember because, okay. because it also had like it could be like a nail buffer. So you're oh, okay, I know what okay, you're okay. talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He he. But the point I'm trying to make is 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 that that is very significant. The the maddest I've ever been at mom was involved in the barbershop. The maddest till this day, 44 years old, the maddest I've ever been at Bob was involved in the barbershop. Aubrey told us about this in another part. He told us about Oh, well, then I won't, I won't repeat it again. If, well, if I can't I remember it. it. Say it again. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what oh, Lord, you need some gingaloba. I do. You, I want, do you remember which which I don't remember which podcast. I just remember I wonder what how she called it. But well, since I already, <laughs> yeah, since I already told it, I won't. And this would be great because it's but, but bro, bro. What if this? What if there are new viewers? Okay, new, all right. Well, new, look, I, I'm, I'm gonna just new, tell the story. If you heard yeah. it before, I apologize. But I, I'm just saying we love it. We want to hear. When basically how it worked, Dad was giving me my cuts, but that's back when it was just, you know all low like I have now. So basically, he would just have to cut it down, you know, shake me up, and that's that. 
But when I wanted to start doing the boxes, I mean, he wasn't bad, but that just wasn't where he did it. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I, I went to the barbershop. The, the, my first barber was Tanya. And it was cool for a while. My box was growing up. But one day in that initial phase, mom drove to the barbershop. And I was actually walking to the barbershop on my own. So they would give me the money. I'd go walk down, you know, to the barbershop. And it was just a very prideful moment in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I could get my little buddy, go to the barbershop, get my cut. But I go in there and mom had drove to the barbershop and told her to cut my box down. <gasps> and what I got to explain to you, I'm a young kid. Bro, bro, to cut it off, like to make it down. no longer a buck, a box? No, no, it was, it, it was still it lower. a box. It was just, oh. but you remember back then having a box, the whole point was. Was to make it tall. Yeah, to make it tall. Like that was, so like after a couple of cuts, you know, you start getting your height there. Because every time you would get your haircut, it get cut down a little bit, but you would, in the middle, you would grow a little. You know that's what I'm right, saying? That's and right. And so it was, it was finally getting to where I wanted. And she went and told her, and I'm the young cat who's just getting into this barbershop world. But, you know, so everybody who's in there is the older guys and they can see in my face, I am furious. And I can just see them laughing right now. I can see <laughs> right now. Cause they, cause you know, they know I'm gonna get over it a set. You know, like this is not, but in my time, uh. this is the biggest thing ever, you know, like, and I just so hear, so, I, bro. When you got there, mommy was still there. No, no, no. She had already left. She had already she, left. She had already left. So I, I had sat there the whole time waiting in my turn on line. And then when I got in the chair, Tanya was like, "Now nah, your mama came down," and she said, "We gotta cut this box down." And like the whole barbershop. And you know, I'm so mad. I'm fighting back tears. All I can do is, is focus to fight back the tears. And I can still hear Tanya say, if you mad, say you mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I can get it. Shout like, out to Tanya because we need to find her. Because if, <laughs> if, if I was the if I was an older kid at this time, let's just say I was, you know, 18 or something at the barbershop. It would have been hilarious to me. Right. So I get, I get what they were doing. And I'm going to tell you, y'all know I was terrified of that and all that kind of stuff. But I just remember that night, that day, as soon as I got out, I, I was like, I'm telling mom, I don't feel good about this. I don't care what happens. Whatever happens. <laughs> I was like, After I'm dying today. The record, I, I just, today. The record will just, be clear. Because I was just like, how could you do it? Like, that? like, can you imagine? It's you're, such a violation. You're walking it's to the- such a violation. You're walking to the barbershop. And she never, after I flipped out, she didn't even tell that. She didn't tell that I flipped out. She didn't tell that. Because she was wrong. <laughs> she didn't tell that I flipped out. And oh. I, after after that, she never did it again. 
but you know what though we have to get the reasoning behind why she did that (laughs) i just think our mom had a very conservative view of how she wanted us to show up she had a look she had a feel, you know, that she wanted us to bring into the room. And, 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 and knew, Aubrey, I, Aubrey having a super tall box, I can see how that would not go along with but, but her. The, but the crazy thing is, her is aesthetic was, for us. But I wasn't even like kid, you know, like I didn't have, I, I didn't even want a huge box, but I wanted an official, <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Yes, bro. I can't I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, and I'm t- It's funny because like I'm joking and everything, but I could feel the emotion of it. Of course, when I talk about it now, because I just couldn't believe, she, like, because you know, I, I'm young. I just want to kind of be in the background, you know. I'm just, I just want to. But anyway, so. But it makes me think about that part on the movie where the little boy gets a hole cut in his afro. I just was like, I felt it. Even just seeing it this many years later, I was like, oh, <laughs> you got to wait for that to grow back. They should have just shaved that whole head. Just, just shaved the whole head. But I'm going to just tell you that I've been getting my hair cut, obviously, at the barber since then. I've never seen that happen. Yeah. That, that because the, um, you know, that would be horrendous. Oh, my God. Now, now dudes, dudes get pushed back too far. I, you see that, um, which I'm surprised they didn't do something with that, you know, but, but the, the point I'm trying to get, the whole point I'm trying to get back to is obviously the barbershop is a big part of any black man's life. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a big, every black man probably has some type of stories to tell surrounding a barbershop. And I will say that it, it didn't feel authentic to me. The, the, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the barbershop didn't. And I. That's so um, crazy, bro. The reason why is because the conversations were too structured. Mm. It, it, it's, it's not like at the barbershop, it's kind of like a lava lamp. You know, stuff just flows from subject to subject. But like, people don't come out and say, so what do you think about this? And you know, like, that's not how it works. Like, if you did that, everybody would be like, you're kind of making it weird in here. You know right. what I'm like, like, that's not how it works. It'll be something like, you know, the TV will be on and like something will come on and then somebody will say, like, I'll give you an example. Recently, this is a perfect example. We were, I was at the barbershop and it's not as fun as it used to be because I, you know, you do appointments and stuff now. You know what I mean? So it's like you're not there all day. Back in the day, you would be at the barbershop all day. Which, so you would that just, doesn't sound fun. It does, but it's but, fun. But it is fun. It's because, crazy because that's the same thing that was happening at the salon. Absolutely. Even I'm and sure. we, and it's we, and even we had a, exactly. And yes, we had appointments. Yeah, it's probably, but they were imaginary. But, they but, were imaginary. Yeah. But it's like at the at the barbershop, it didn't feel like you were there all day because everybody's you're having talking. Fun. You're, you're having hanging fun. out. You're hanging out. Like you'll go to the store, get something to eat. You'll get some, you know, because you don't lose your face in line yeah. once you get there. Yeah. And so it's not like that anymore. But like while you're there, you'll still get kind of a glimpse of it or whatever. Yeah. And 
something Michael Jackson came on TV for a second. And this chick uh, was there. I can't remember if she was getting cut or if she was, I think there's a, a beauty shop attached to my, my barbershop. So I think she worked in the, the beauty shop uh, part, but she was in the barbershop at this moment. And she said she didn't like Michael Jackson. And like the whole barber, it was it was almost Whoa. like a movie. It was like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? How like, did you not like Michael like Jackson? I'm, like nobody ever even heard that before. I mean, his like, music, not his who he was. But how could you not like his music? Come on. I'm not even. Come on. It's universal that people like Michael Jackson. Like, totally. like you know, it's just, it's just, you know, you. And so that sparked off this whole conversation and then that spun off into Chris Brown and um Usher probably Usher and, and, and uh, Jason uh Weaver you know what I'm saying like and so that's how the conversations happen mm. but but like it, 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 in barbershop it was just like like if you would just come out and be like well what does everybody think about it, it would just be weird like that. Well, bro, you know what you're reminding me of? There was a play that came out on Broadway last year mm -hmm. called Thoughts of a Colored Man. Okay. And let me just say, if listen, we, we need, listen, I'm going to go ahead and make a declaration that from the right perspective, it is a classic. It was awesome. All right. It was so good. Y'all would well, love now, it. Well, now that's a first. That was a, that was Sister, a classic. Sister Nuclear Classic. Yeah, I was about to say that was a coup. That was a yeah. retrospective coup. Totally, totally. I don't. Aubrey, I, now we haven't even seen it. I'm very, I'm very happy to be presumptive because it was so good and so well done. I cannot wait for y'all to see it. You have to see it. I'm putting on my to-do list to find out when it's going to be near y'all or get y'all to New York because it's so good. But it actually it takes place in a barbershop, you gotcha. know, and it's all black men. The whole cast is black men. Okay. And, and bro, what you're describing in terms of that very organic flow of conversation, I think that they did capture that. They got it. They got I it. I think they did. Yeah, in, okay. Got you, got this, you, got that, you. that play was awesome for many reasons. Yeah. But um, they definitely captured what you're talking about, bro, in terms of the conversation culture. Right. Because, because there were several points where you could see that that's what they were trying to create in the movie. Yeah. But it's just like, that's just not how it happens, though. Sure. And, and and I just, I guess it's surprising to me to have all those men and nobody was like, this is not. See, that's why I'm, I'm trying to think about when you first said it, I was like, I don't remember somebody posing a question like that. I don't uh, either. It didn't like, feel like, for example, the, the, um, the, the, um, the dude with the, uh, the light eyes in the afro. Michael Ely. Michael Ely. Yeah, the one who had the gun. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they came up and they was talking about uh, a woman with a fat ass or a fat ass woman. Yeah. Right. Right. Like that wouldn't have just came up like that. It would have. There would have been. Oh well, see that part. He was walking into work and they had already back. started that conversation. But I'm saying. To me, yeah, it just felt very unnatural the way the whole conversation was going. But Even, he, but he walked in, and his coworkers were like, "Tell the say the thing you always say about this topic." 
You know what I mean? If because it was an ice cube asking him to talk about the ratios. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? So, so sis, what did you think about the the culture that they had in the barbershop? You started to share that it, it you you did feel like the conversation was organic. I did. Now, mind you, this is no interaction I've had in a barbershop. Um, <laughs> but it still felt so, natural though. But it, it felt, still it felt, felt natural. And I think it felt natural because I was just thinking of my experiences in a salon. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going in high school to one of those type of salons where it is like a community salon. Like sometimes <laughs> they were supposed to be open and you weren't. Um, and right, so right. <laughs> you were very you, you sitting there and it's closed it's during a, the hour times. Yeah, so um, okay. Yeah. Um, I do remember very clearly purchasing a purse out of a garbage bag. I remember doing that. Now I'm like, <laughs> that probably shouldn't have done that. He, he, that guy felt coming. That guy felt don't hate, don't hate on hustle man. D Ray felt real and just that in terms of you always have this person with connections, just him yeah. in this movie, him all riding down the street with this car. His with character's snow name was Ray Ray. His yes. character's name was Ray Ray, and the actor is D Ray Davis. Yes, with his that, that driving down kind of. the street with a snow plow on the front, all of a sudden, it's like you're walking in with dogs. <laughs> what is happening? So, of course, it's a movie, it's Hollywood, so you have to over exaggerate right, right, right. some of these characters, but it's still a real feeling. So, I will say, I believed watching it, there were so many people. What I appreciate it is that it shows how in the Black community, you can be yourself, at least you're supposed to be, yourself fully um, and be able to be accepted uh, for how you are. And if you've done something negative, um, we believe that if you've served your time for whatever that is, or if someone says, Hey, you're forgiven, like then we move on, we move past that. Mm -hmm. And so I just appreciated them showing that even for, um, cause example, Ricky, he had done his time. He had been out of jail. He's now out of jail. He's turned his whole life around. And it's like, we're, we're wanting to stand up for you because we know you're, you're on the right and narrow, the straight and narrow, the guy who is the smart college guy. Even though you're so played by Sean, Sean Patrick Thomas, Thomas played Jimmy James. Yes. It, even though you are condescending to everyone in this barbershop, we're still giving you chances to be human and for you to learn yourself. Even when it came to um, Eve's character, Eve's character had Terry been Jones was the character. She had mm -hmm. been dating this man for a really long time. Um, which ended up, which is so funny. I didn't even think about it until I was watching it. That's what she was dating in her actual show, Eve. Jason, so, Jason Winston George, Jason Winston George played Kevin, yes. the a-hole. Ke Kevin was the worst. But what you saw in this movie was her dating this abusive, uh, mentally, and, and was about to be physically a boyfriend who was cheating on her multiple mm -hmm. times. And you saw the barbershop at some point you do realize you have to take your hands off of a situation for someone because they have to learn the lesson. There's nothing you can say. Mm. And then, but immediately when Eve learned the lesson, that entire barbershop was for her. Totally. And so I just appreciated that. Even just having, I, I also just appreciated black women being able in this movie 
to there be a range to where you have somebody like Eve who was like hot-headed who who drank my apple juice all <laughs> like going crazy but then also you had his wife who she still stood firm on her morals but she never disrespected him she yeah. was never loud she was never rude with him and so I just appreciate and then and don't forget I- don't forget Sonia Eddy who played Janelle the, the the town gossip was, at the I was next just at the, barber, to, at the beauty was, shop yes i was literally about to say her watching her she's a black business owner i think sometimes we don't think about barbershop and salon owners being black business owners but they are mm-hmm. you they're owning a business they're having profits they have employees they have to get product like these are businesses and so just them even representing that but then also just the community period seeing a different perspective oftentimes there's like this rift between black people and other ethnicities in the black community but to see there be this camaraderie from the other store owner he was a corner store owner that the whole part of the the movie really just opened up with him having his shop broken into and his atm stolen but watching him have camaraderie with Ice Cube's character, Calvin, um, just showing that this is a neighborhood. We love on each other. We look out for each other. Like we are, we're, we're here for each other because we're all essentially trying to make it and wanting to look out. And even for the one guy that was coming in and he didn't have any money to pay for his haircut and he tricked them and he ran out with his haircut, and, but he came back. And he paid his money. But Calvin realizing and understanding towards the end of the movie that this this is about this community, he didn't even take the money from him because him getting his haircut was a larger purpose. It was for him to get this job so he could put his daughter in a better daycare because his sister was a crackhead. I said, well, this story got very interesting. (laughs) So it was just one of those things where I was like, this is showing a place and even just the importance of Cedric Entertainer's character. We all have Eddie those. Walker. Yes, we all have those old black people in our lives, those black people that tell us we're doing it wrong and that we don't care because I am becoming that old black person now. I'll be like, what is this? This we didn't do this back in the day. It's like you understand now what they're saying to you because things do change and things do evolve. But with that, because there's more assimilation, we lose some of us as time is going on. Mm. Just that authenticity of community. Where right now, barbering, where it was that community aspect, you can become a Hollywood person on YouTube and TikTok and, 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 and all these other platforms to where I'm sure, of course, everything gets more expensive because of inflation. But you being able to go into a barbershop now and not... And, and be able to get something free because you're going to a job interview, I'm pretty sure those types of barbershops are far and few. And so no, I, I, I'll, you, say, I'll, I'll say that that still is around. That's good. That, that's, that's still good. around. Because that most, makes me good. Most, that makes most, me feel good. Most barbers, uh, especially when you have regulars, like if somebody, I, you know, they're not going to blow up your spot. But like, you know what I'm saying? You you'll see a low key conversation in a bar sometimes where it's just like you know I'm gonna get you next week yeah yeah Yeah, you know and you'll see it real quick and they'll just and they'll just move it on I I, let me tell you I never tell people how much I get my hair done for because I don't know what my what my what my lactation charges everybody else but I know what I get charged 
I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I feel like that's how she. I don't know, but <laughs> the I, I do feel like every story that they I showed, prefer a standard payment schedule. That's but why you anyway. don't. That's why you don't go. That's why you don't have a salon. You don't have a. You don't have an artist. I struggle don't have with an that. Artist. Just from an equity perspective, she's been, she's been my artist since 2015. <laughs> you don't have an artist. Mm-mm. Nope, you don't count. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. I, 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 I just said. I felt like all of the stories they were showing were genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, like you feel like there was somebody who told a story about an apple juice situation, and there was. And a, we've all like, experienced that. Like you, the you, coworkers eating like, the food. Yeah, I felt like everybody, everything came from a genuine place. Absolutely. But I just don't feel. For me, it just felt not well put together. It, it felt too obvious. Like, okay, he's going to be this guy. And like, you know, he's going to be the smart college one. And he's just so, you know, he's, like, it's not he's that exaggeration. He's yeah, a, it's, yeah. It, it's like, and like, yeah, this is a situation where this happened. It's like, all right, I can see that that probably came from a real story, but y'all are just kind of patching it together in a way that it doesn't feel, to me, feel like, natural you know like yeah. like, like like it's like everybody felt like they were acting it, everybody felt oh. like it, it, it was like well i'm the guy who does this and i'm the guy who does this and i'm the, like they were it's like they made a list of the personalities you see in a barbershop and everybody including the white guy they had a white guy troy garrity played yeah. isaac rosenberg right but he was and, like, this is who I am. And I was like, it is. And, and that's 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 the other thing. Like when you see a white dude barber in a barber shop, it's not normally like that. It, the, the, uh, you'll see a white dude in a in a, in a bar, a black barber shop. It's one of, uh there's a guy named Will Stam in Atlanta. He owns a couple of black barber shops. Uh, one of the best business people I know. But it, but they're not over the like that guy was that type of guy wouldn't survive in a, a barbershop. You you would have to be just a normal dude who had like a top notch skill yeah, set and cut yeah, black you just hair. Got some yeah. swag. But you, you know, know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes we take away from a movie when we want everything to be like how we would experience it. Like maybe because they were in Chicago. So maybe these ha- are how barbershops are in Chicago, but also he's from the West Coast. So maybe this is how West Coast things happen. And he was sprinkling that into what he's heard from Chicago. And, you know, like I think about just that piece that it is this this type of person in this type of story. Like, not saying that it's a representative of all, but this is just this type of person for this particular narrative. You know, him being that way. Um, An interesting (laughs) factoid about that actor. So Troy Garrity, he was the only one in the whole cast that actually had previous haircutting experience. And so the cast actually spent a month training at a barber college to prepare for their roles. 
Wow. I thought that was really interesting. It's so funny, like you didn't even get a chance to see them doing the hair. Well, actually, but if you really think about it, Troy's character was the only one you actually mm -hmm. saw do yeah. a haircut. He yeah. really cut hair. We saw him do it. Um, so that was interesting. And even even that even that scene, like it was just, it could have been so much better. That 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 was the that was the thing. Like, cause I love the concept of how it happened. But it was just so, well, cut my hair then. What did y'all think of Cedric, the entertainer's <laughs> performance? Because even though he played, obviously, the senior citizen, you know, deacon, uncle, you know, he was, he was only 37 when the movie was released. And yeah. so he was not alive during the Montgomery bus boycott. You know, he was three years old, technically, when Martin Luther King was assassinated. <laughs> so how did y'all think? I mean, to me, that was a character that felt very caricature-ish. But as much as I was like, this is such a, like, a tropish kind of character, at the same time, I was like, but I also know that old man, you know? Well, that, that's, so, that's the thing. I felt I, that way about all the characters, though. I really did. That's I, what I'm saying. I, I felt no, like... Including the white guy. Were... For me, exactly. I felt like, I feel like I knew all those people. I definitely knew that character Eve was playing, you know? I mean, I gotta say, um, and there was something about Calvin's character that made him such a great everyman. I mean, he was so perfectly in that dilemma of, I have a life and it actually is, is, it is, it is happy, but I just, it's not enough. It's not enough. I'm dreaming of something else. I, and we get a sense of him that he's been I'm like, step in his guest house. Right. <laughs> we get a sense that he has been like trying a lot of different hustles. He's been trying to do some get rich quick schemes. You know, he's like, he's like trying to be an idea man when he has something about him that is very naturally emerging as, you know, his personal ministry, which is to keep the barbershop going. And he's fighting it. He's fighting it. And I just think, gosh, we all have done that. And I'm not saying settle and rest on your laurels and, and let the world present you with what you need to be, a, you know, rally, you know, rage against. But at the same time, it was like, there was something in him that just wasn't content that I thought we all could just relate to. And then also that part where you have that revelation about like, you know what, this part of myself that I've been fighting really is who I am, you know? And it's like, I've, I, I'm going to lean into that, you know, at this point, you know? So I thought he, his character was really good. And, you know, we started to talk about it in bits and pieces, but really quickly would love to like segue to like the overarching storyline. You know, we've talked about like the setting, mm. we've talked about some of the characters. What about the overarching story? You know, and our story yeah, is, yeah. again, it's like, um, you know, he, in his, in his, his lack of contentment, Calvin sells the shop. And then he realizes pretty early in the movie that that was a mistake. And he's the whole movie is him. He's like in this battle. He wants to get the shop back. He wants to undo what he's done. And then at the end, what actually helps him to undo it is a connection from the barber shop. And for me, you all, I thought that was a wonderful story arc to kind of like the thing he was running from to be the thing that saved him at the end and allowed him to write his mistake, to, lit, to to actually be able to have his revelation and everything be okay, you know? 
So what did y'all think of like the actual storyline and the way they, um, that central story, there was the central story of, of Calvin selling the, selling the shop. And then there was the secondary story of the ATM having been stolen. Listen, those characters of Anthony Anderson and the other guy who's Lorenzo's brother, I hate that I don't know his his name. Yo, that's Lorenzo's brother. Yeah, because I'm like, he looks like Lorenzo. <laughs> he looks, he looks. That's like, his brother. I was like, yo, that is so weird. But it's not Lorenzo. I was like, that dude looked because I almost thought it was in the first. So uh -huh. the, okay, that his name sense. his name okay. is his name is Lamard Tate. That's it. Lamar. And his character right, was Kelly, which the he's dude, been the in dude from so Don't much. Yeah. Yes, he's okay. been in so much. Okay, okay. It's so oh, funny. He I don't know why so I never funny. knew that. I never knew that. I that, knew that. And so just the two sense. of them are perfect examples of also that although we have this community that we're loving on each other and we want to <laughs> see the best, we got we always got to have some little shysters up in there <laughs> ready to put your cousin in jail so you can get this ATM that ultimately has no money in it. And no money in it. You can't open it anyway. It open. <laughs> exactly like, so I think that I, um, the overall story that people are people. We're going mm -hmm. to make good decisions. We're going to make bad decisions. Um, but it doesn't make us undeserving of forgiveness, love, and patience. And so we all deserve those things at some points in our lives. And I think that this movie really showed that very well. And shout out to Ice Cube. Let me tell you something. I was saying this to Janelle, or I might have texted to both of y'all, where I was just like, Ice Cube will do some sequels for one type of movie if it, and another thing yes he will yes he, he will, will have a movie that only happens over a span of a day or two and you will I get a whole <laughs> and he's that. like listen i'm gonna tell you a story and this story happened this day and <laughs> i sold the shop and i got it back you know like you're getting now that. he wasn't the writer there but that's definitely yeah. his his claim to fame his claim, yeah, like no. the way he does things and so i just because he has what uh, Friday, Friday after next, uh, Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, even when it's like, are we there yet? And then it's, are we done yet? <laughs> and so I just love Ice Cube. And I also, you know, I just really appreciated just, just the, the story. It was an interesting mm -hmm. story. And I know it was, it's hard to fit in a story in people's backstories. That's mm -hmm. the other thing. We were getting people's backstories in this two hour movie. Yes, like we were. And that was so many characters to get backstories. So I understand exactly what Aubrey is saying, where it looks like some of it was like da, 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 but it was like we're trying to fit all these I think you actually really summarized how I feel. Because I think that the movie just felt when we're talking about the story even it just felt very for me patched together but everything came from a good place yeah but it was like but it was like it was almost like okay we have a list of things we want to do yeah and everybody was just trying to be their thing rather than a story like friday where we had all the ghetto elements that he was trying to explain but it just flowed together How like like like, I, I had such a different experience and listen i want to let y'all know like I, I i i would not put this like this to me so and actually this is a quick segue to the music also the okay. music in the movie 
there was a scene where um, they were playing the music, Gotta Give It Up, you know, the Marvin Gaye song, right. you know? And what they did was they just did a little montage where they went to everybody in the town that we had met into all the different settings we had had, even if we'd only been there for a little while. And we saw the characters just dancing, jamming out to that good Marvin Gaye song. And I got to tell you that to me, I feel like that was the intention of this movie. I feel like the intention of this movie was just to give us like, a, ah, man, black people, y'all so funny, black people. Are y'all so sweet? Like I felt like- it, Or your people. It was trying to, it was trying to accomplish that goal of like giving us a warm fuzzy about us. And I, I, I felt like that, that music montage kind of summed it up. And so, I, and I, I will say like, in some ways, I would call this like the lifetime movie of hood films, <laughs> you know, in terms of like, I can see that in I terms of like, hall, it yeah. was a Hallmark movie for him. It was, it was like Hallmark in the hood. No, I, th I think that's, I think that's a good. And when I, and that's when I was, when I was starting to realize that that's what it was, I could take it for that. And, you know, anytime you see an, an ensemble and they have like one black person, one white person, one Asian person, you're like, all right, you guys are really being very intentional about giving us a little bit of everything. That's how the barbershop was. It was like the smart guy, That's the true. white guy, the, the lady, you know, <laughs> the old guy, you know, I, but I was like, I see what you're doing and I'm, I'm picking up what and you're dropping. And even having someone, him, uh, Dinka, being African. They had an African man, exactly. <laughs> and they had a, the store owner across the street that actually got vandalized. He was, what he turned out to be Indian. He was Indian. They thought he was Pakistani for a minute. Didn't nobody think he was Pakistani? Only Sean Patrick Thomas oh, was no. Pakistani. He was like, he's Pakistani. Real arrogant with it, too. So arrogant. So arrogant. <laughs> and y'all, you know, I'll throw one other thing out that to me was like, again, this is like the Hallmark movie of Lifetime because there was, um, there were little pieces of love story, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the whole thing was a love yeah. story. It was like, you saw a little bit of a potential romance between um, Eve's character and Adinka. I think his name was, let me pull up the actor. Yeah. His name was Dinka played by Lynn Leonard Earl Howes. You saw a little bit of something between, you know, Dinka and Terry, um, we definitely saw the, the the true, very real season love between Calvin and Jennifer, you know, and I, you know, to me, I was like, that's, I or even that. the Indian, the Indian man and his, his girlfriend or his wife. That was my favorite part. His I was boo. He was like, part. he was like, oh, oh my boo. I wouldn't put that on my list of my love story part that I was Listen, talking about, but, but it was so cute because it was, so it was, random. but it was cute. That was yeah. the thing. There were things in this movie that I would call cute and sweet yeah. as opposed to like, oh, so good. I would just say, oh, that was cute. Oh, that was so sweet. It was, and that's what you do in, a, in the Howard Mark movie. Exactly. It was a exactly. movie. Yeah. Did y'all have any observations or takeaways about the music? I pulled up the soundtrack mm -hmm. and I got to say, it's so many songs like this uh, Traded All with P. Diddy and Jagged Edge, Stingy, Jenny Wine, What's Come Over Me. I did recognize that song and I started laughing because it did. Because right now, Jenny Wine is, fam is viral famous right now. 
because of a dance he did at a concert. Not, we're not going to talk about that. Listen, not, but here's the thing. I didn't no, see it. We're but, not going to talk about but that. Here, but here, I'm going to tell you this. Genuine, I still support you. No, listen. <laughs> that, that's the thing, though. Genuine has leaned into this. And at his recent performances he's been doing, he's still doing the dance as a joke. And so he- well, he, I love him. I he, love him. He, he has I love him even more. But, I love but him that, even more. But that, that's the, my point though, because listen, I love Genuine. I will love him forever. Even when I saw him do this challenge, I was like, y'all leave him alone. Aww. It's funny because- I was like, He has fully leaned into it. And so, but- Justin, I love listen, that. I love that he does that. I, I, you're going to have me going to go look that up. You, ha you have to look it up. I love listen that. Listen to him. Because life is fun, man. It is. And he has not like, you can't see him being angry about it. He's just out here living his life. But to listen to his song being in there, Stingy, but then to know that in 2022, mm -hmm. he's still touring. He's having right. a good time. There's currently a hashtag genuine genuine challenge. Like this is that, that that is that that's fun. Like, like it's nice to know that these the past is connecting with the, the present and how that's working out. So yes, when I heard Stingy, it also made me laugh because R&B back in the day, and it's still like that in some pieces because you have some people that still have those strong voices, but R&B definitely had that gospel. Uh, like these, all these people were raised in church. And so I just think about that Stingy song and like, do you want to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> that, that sound, that type of thing. And so I do remember that song coming up and being played. Um, in the movie. Well, since but, Genu Genuine might be finding his way back to relevance, but there, there's some, there, or has remained relevant, I yeah. should say, correction. There are some artists on this list that I, I kind of forgot about, not gonna lie. Okay. Could have been You by 3LW, Baby Girl by B2K. I ain't thought about no B2K. Okay, so listen. Are they still around? 3L 3LW, while they're no longer group, Adrian Bailon, you know, she's been on real, um, oh. the, the real talk. What, what is the name of that show? Oh, it's not, she's from it's not 3LW? Yes, and, and Adrian Bailon, she has her own show. Her and her husband, they recently just had a baby. So like, oh, she she, she's that. doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have Notori Naughton. Notori Naughton has been in so, she's the dark skin one from BRW. She has been in so much stuff. Like power itself was like a whole like cult situation. And it has spun off into so much stuff. Like, so Notori Naughton has done so much stuff. Now the other one, I saw her in the reality show she hasn't really done a lot that i'm familiar with but they're they're doing they're doing things and then even b2k omarion i was just watching an interview with him on a breakfast club he, he's written a book about having this relaxed life about being calm and it, the name of the book is unbothered so oh. it's like these individuals and the b2k like they were having the millennium tour not too long ago of course you know covid messed a lot of stuff up but they were still touring and b2k okay. like it's out there but it's like controversy type stuff that's out there but <laughs> but they're still out there and relevant in the sense of that but omarion like he's written a book he's like long locks like He's just not grown man. You know, grown exactly man. Like, so these these people are out there, and you okay. know he's come out with a ton of music after when he was just Omarion by himself. So <laughs> oh, sis, you just set my record real straight. No, know? no, no. I'm just saying, That's like, good. I'm happy for these people. Yeah, because this is when you're a genuine artist. Like even in the movie, 
Eve was a rapper, Ice Cube a rapper. You know, like you have these individuals that are, even Cedric Entertainer, he's a comedian. It doesn't necessarily equate that you can be an actor or an actress, but you see these people leaning into these different parts of themselves. Absolutely. When you're a true, genuine artist and you're talented, you can try different things and see if they're working, if they don't. And if they do, they do. So, you know, I, I think about that. So I'm sorry, keep keep li- listening off the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I got most of it out there. I mean, they have um, I See You by Eddie F., Better to Leave, performed by Jordan Brown, Baby, 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 performed by Colin, Ben, Lil Kano. <laughs> um, they also, they oh. also, yeah, you don't know about Lil Kano? Yeah. And they had And We, performed by P. Diddy, Black Rob, Biz as, Big As Co., Kane Coifey, G. Depp, Foxy Brown, Craig Mack, and the Mighty Haw. And they had another classic song, which I remember <laughs> now that I'm reading it on the list, which and of is, course you, my, you know, my a, you know, my take you there. More, for my ASMR, I just want a, a hour of Janai reading my names. <laughs> That's all I Especially hear. these names that are out here now. And of course, you, I mean, you have to know that Diddy is still out there. Sean Combs is going to reinvent himself every five seconds as long as he is something out there between vodka, rims, clothes, music. Yeah, him, him, he's going to do something. Him, him, oh. him, him Here's one. What's Come Over Me by Glenn Lewis and Amel LaRue. I don't remember that playing, but you had me out of Amel LaRue and Glenn Lewis. What was you saying about Ice Cube, bro? I would say Ice Cube and P. Diddy are two of my favorite business people. Oh, Just, big time! Yeah, like, like, yeah. like yeah. the um, because I was an Ice Cube rap fan back in the day, and to see how like Ice Cube was hardcore mm-hmm. when it comes to rapping, and to see him evolve, like yeah, I'm. You mean like now. you like, mean like gangster content? He was in NWA. Okay, got it. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't. I didn't watch then, that yet. I didn't watch that special yet to get those to get those details. Well, I mean, all you I, need to know is what NWA stands for. I, I got I'm the saying, gist. I got the gist. I mean, Ice they're anthem at the police. Ice, Ice Cube <laughs> came out of NWA. And, okay. And got it. As a solo artist, you know, like he, I mean, he even went into some horror rap type, you know, like stuff got deep. Like he had a song called Wicked. It's just. And to see Ice Cube Wicked, who's also Ice Cube already there yet, I just got so much respect for that. Dude. Yeah, right. Because it's just like, because like, ain't nobody questioning Ice Cube's realness. No when he's out here getting, like, yo, you're supposed to expand. You're, you're supposed to. Absolutely. He even why? has, um, what's that basketball league called, bro? Big, big three. The big three. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. So he's and doing a lot of things. So anyway, I, I, I'm about to, I was about to segue into close up language. Yeah, but, close us up, bro, but, but, because we hit all that. We hit the characters and the acting. We talked about the story. We definitely talked about the music, the general setting. I take us to the vote, bro. Do it. Well, I'm going to tell you, when I, I've never seen any of the subsequent barbershop stuff. And I'm saying, I remember when Barbershop came out. And I remember being disappointed walking out the theater. <laughs> but I did, I wasn't going, that's why I've never seen any subsequent stuff. And I think for me, what it was, 
is I felt like this movie should have been like it, it, it should have been amazing. And, and, I, and like, I, I just feel like because it had all the elements there to be amazing and it just wasn't, it just bothers me more. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause like, if I felt like it could just be like a throwaway movie, I might've felt different, but it's like, yo, y'all are so close to having something stupendous here. But with all that being said, I know how much Barbershop has been around. So when I watched this, I was like, this is the only thing I want to make it a classic. Either I'm going to laugh out loud or there will be a, a line from this movie that has entered into the ethos. If one of those two things happens, I would, I, I would make it a classic. And neither one of those things happened for me. But bro, what about Pretty Ricky? Pretty Ricky's is that not from this movie? What's Pretty Ricky from? What? Remember when he, so Listen, JD. You're going to leave this clip in. <laughs> you're going to leave this. JD was, Did I stop, was, stop, stop. Did I was angry. Did I stop I'm telling Ricky when he said it. JD, you know, was like, you know, he was resentful about his cousin. And so when he found out his bad deeds was sending his cousin to jail, he basically said, said, oh, take that, Pretty Ricky. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's where Pretty Ricky comes from. Nope. Stop, okay. stop, nope. stop, stop, stop. That's not where it comes But he, he was pretty and his name was Ricky. Janelle, stop, please. And was those, those two things <laughs> are true. Those two things are true. Janelle, Janelle, but the only thing Pretty Ricky. I just... I love how we don't even have to explain what's happening right now. But I, what I want you to do tonight, here's your homework. You need to go find the origins of Pretty Ricky. Because <laughs> I think that's the only way we can let her reclaim her black card. But I, I'm I, don't, I don't think that it's like taking away her black card, but I just kind of feel like, you know. It has to at least be empowerment. <laughs> like there has to be, there but, has to be. Uh, also, be careful because <laughs> Pretty Ricky was also an R&B group. So I don't want you to think that that's the origins of it either. <laughs> well, can't you just tell me? <laughs> I don't want to end the podcast in the dark. <laughs> I spent so much of my Brittany, life in the Brittany, dark. That, that, that is an interesting point. But I just don't think that's what they were referencing. I, all right, I was, so look, because no, 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 went from when I was younger, so I know that it precedes that. Um, the pretty Ricky just reference. tell us, bro. Okay, well, well, anyway, and one of the what I'm talking about, and what I felt like is in the ethos, is it was from Martin, the the TV show, <laughs> and there was an Red episode. Air, there was an episode oh, where, yeah. where a old rival was named Ricky. <laughs> and right. throughout the whole show, like when Ernie when talked about Ricky, he would be like, he would turn to the camera and he'd be like, pretty Ricky Rick, with the call. call him. I remember that now that you're saying it. Yeah. And I know, I know that. Thank you, bro. I've I heard of that. this group, Pretty Ricky, but I, thought that when we're referencing Pretty Ricky in 
and black uh, color plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always, and my mom, we're always talking about the Martin. But bro, as soon as you said that you did the setup, I remember Pretty Ricky with the call. Because you know, remember that. I'm going to tell you, one thing about Martin, that dude was a genius. And it's I'm in just our saying, community. Yeah, in like, our everyday language. So like, many, so I, many I, of his things are in so everyday many, language. So many of his things. So but I'm just you. talking about when, when that came out, that was like, hold your stomach funny. Because <laughs> like, when I could just sit pretty freaking with the car. All right, y'all. I just, I will say, I know that Mar Martin was the 90s, okay? Right. But the, the group, I just Google, okay? I don't have more information than a two-second Google. Yeah. But the singing group, <laughs> Pretty Ricky, they had a song that they released in July of 2003 called, okay, good. Okay. called okay. what they good. call them. Yeah. Okay. A, All right. So, they're, so, they're, so they're then Martin group. is definitely the... He's the origin. He's the origin. He's the origin. He's he's the origin. origin. <laughs> at least the origin. what we know right and, now. And it's like, how would you even... Look like, at there's the more cadence See, bro, that's I'm happy we talked it through because then I could because I, I, I do remember that now that you said yes, it. Okay, uh, we're, we're, we we uh, Ooh, that was a close one. We have reissued your oh, book. We're, we're, man, we're I, I lose that thing more often than I'd like just to, to say. You never lose it, but it's, it has been impounded a few times. <laughs> it's it's been impounded. It's, it's on layaway sometimes. <laughs> oh man, well, bro, you were so about anyway. To give us so your so vote. so yeah. So I'm. Uh, I am torn, but I can't. I just can't call it a classic. I I, oh, I couldn't man. find a reason to call it a classic because even torn. even all the songs, there wasn't a song that was attached to that movie that yeah. I attached to that movie mentally. Yeah. Like you know how there's songs yeah. that when you hear them, it just takes you right to Love Jones or totally. it takes you right to you know poetic justice like it. I didn't have none of those. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't have anything that made me feel like, yeah, oh, this is my part. You know, like none of that. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I, I'm torn, wow. but I can't call it a classic for me. Wow. But it's like, but at the same time, you say stuff like it made 77 million off a 12 million budget as all of this. And y'all, so the I'm rest torn. of the franchise, they cleaned up. That's what you need to know. They cleaned up that. So I've realized that this is probably going to be. Uh, well, I'll be your opinion for myself. Let me tell you all this. You know, there have been times where we had a natural instinct. Well, actually, it happened one time where we had a natural instinct for something not to be the right perspective, and I was like the main one leading the charge of trying to convince us to change it, and we did. And I have regretted it every day since. Yeah. And so, bro, that's where you landed. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. We can't do these on principle. Yeah, no, you know? no, no. I get, no, I, I get it. I get, as I much get. as I am shocked, bro, I, you know, I, we, we, we're going to support you, okay? And I'll be interested to see where you land, sis. I, um, y'all, for me, this is a classic. And what makes it a classic? And it's so funny because I, bro, the criteria you named you know, take away words, you know, music that takes well, us back one? to the movie. What? All of those criteria, they apply for me when I'm thinking about um, a classic, but that's, those aren't what make this movie a classic to me. Oh, okay. gotcha. What make this movie a classic to me is the fact that it is capturing an important part of the black community. I love that somebody said, you know what? The black barbershop needs a movie to itself. 
I love that. I love that. You know, because I feel like there are certain parts of the Black community that we've documented the AG double hockey sticks out of, like the Black church. Okay, we really don't need any more Black church movies or shows. We're done. We got it. But the barbershop, I was like, man, thank you. Thank you for honoring the barbershop. And for even, again, bros like, yeah, they put all the types in there in a way that it was forced. But I, I appreciated that. I was like, show this diversity of these different kind of Black men in here. Don't have only one a type of a black man in a, in a space, which is what we always see. It's like, if it's this kind of movie, then we see this kind of black man, you know? And it's like, but there's, there are, we all coexist together. You know, this is why I can have a whole, all of my friends are black and I, my black card is always in a precarious state because we just <laughs> accept each other for who we are. And so I appreciated that what the movie was doing, that it was it was celebrating the barbershop. It was celebrating all different kinds of Black men, you know? And I like that the um, the Black women in there were positively portrayed. They also had like these silly Black women. The woman <laughs> the woman who had gotten fed up, beat, beat, broke down a car, wasn't even the right car, you know? <laughs> she drove away so fast. I, but I just, I just even appreciated the way the Black women were represented in it. It to me was just, and again, y'all, I have to say when they, I didn't laugh out loud, but there were many times where I smiled and it was like when Calvin and his wife were talking and she was like, listen, obviously what you're doing is stupid, but I love you. I just thought, <laughs> oh, I, you know, and then like when they did the montage where they just went around, everybody dancing to the Marvin Gaye, I was like, that's us. So that's why it's a classic, bro, but it's not for, it, it, it's a very different criteria than what I would normally use. Um, but I do, but yeah. this movie is a classic for me and I, because, and can, because and, of those you, reasons. And you may, you may be thinking something that I just want to awkwardly jab into here because you may be thinking something when you were talking, like watching Cedric the Entertainer's character, which is over the top. I still felt like I was watching Cedric the Entertainer. And what I wanted to compare it to was the scene was the characters in Coming to America, where you, I never felt like I was watching Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in those barbershop scenes. Sure. Even when he did the Jewish man, you know? Totally. Like, you don't feel like you're watching. If a man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, <laughs> he should respect his wishes. This is America. And call him Muhammad Ali. Like, you don't even I'm feel I'm like, His mama named him <laughs> You don't feel like you're watching that. You feel like you're and that's, every yeah, and it, I'm just saying that's a good point. Yeah, that is what I would have liked to see. Even if you're going to go over the top with a character, make me feel like I'm not watching you. Totally. I'm watching. I, so, just the same way with Shanene and uh, Medea. Like, like when you watch Medea, you feel like you're watching Tyler Perry dressed up. Like Medea, whether you enjoy, but when you watch Shanene, you do not feel like you're watching Martin. It, it, it feels like you're watching a completely different character. You know, what I'm saying? I, I like, see, I see, we're gonna need to circle back to Martin in some way, somehow on the podcast. We got to figure it out. I mean, they have that whole reunion special on uh, BT Plus now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but, anyway, so I I just, yeah but just when you were talking that, mm -hmm. it made me think of that, that point I wanted to make earlier. I forgot about. <laughs> well, I'll say for me, it it was a bit of a struggle 
Um, I watched it and I enjoyed it while I was watching it. But I will say I had to lean into um, the nostalgia of it. Um, I, and I think that that is what drew me the most to Barbershop is just knowing that, um, you know, it's just been around. And mm. to Aubrey's point, I don't, when I was watching it, I was like, there are no sayings from this movie, but I do feel like, although there are no sayings that have like permeated our community, if I said some scenes, people would absolutely know what I was talking about. So like, if I was to say to someone when Cedric Entertainer is like, um, Jesse Jackson ain't shit, everybody will be like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll get a chuckle from it because it's like, there are people in the black community that will say some outrageous things and we just we just as a community know that there are certain things even if you think it you're not allowed to say it <laughs> you have to you have to be like it just keeps it itself so when there's that one bold person that steps out and says listen you know but not that anybody was thinking about Jesse Jackson I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is that just someone to say something outrageous so anyway I felt like there were scenes that people would understand and remember, but just for it to kind of be in there. Um, but with that being said, I did still enjoy it while I was watching it. And I walked away from like, oh, like I, I missed this movie. You Aww. know, like I, yeah. I I was like, okay, like this, this was good. Um, but even some of it, it brought up larger conversations that I was having with my friends um, about this movie um, that, you know, there were certain references that happened in the movie that just kind of made me go, you know, this, this goes to just really a conversation of like, you know, beauty standards. That was another conversation that I was kind of just having in my mind. And I had it with some friends about what was being said sometimes in um, the movie and just even the pressures of what, your body is supposed to look like um, to just even get simple attention. Not that everybody's just out here trying to get attention, but attention is nice sometimes. It's nice for the ego. So anyway, um, but I, so I enjoy, so with all that being said, I would definitely give this my Clippers. Um, it is, I would consider it a classic. It's something that if I had a list of, it wouldn't like be in my top 10, but it's like, if I'm making sure that my kids understand certain references, they're going to watch Barbershop. Like, it's going to happen. Now, would they watch the other two? Probably not. I wouldn't be, but it's well, like, this is on the list. If we use the box office numbers, it say watch the other two. Listen. And, and Beauty Shop. Yeah. They did all, they all did pretty well, I got to yeah, say. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would have it. And I was very torn about this last night. Like, yeah. Like, like, I really wanted, but if I was being honest, I just, I just, Listen, you got to be honest. That's it. And there you have it. And the thing is, is even if, like, if I was putting together a Blu ray collection, I would have the barbershops. It would absolutely be. But it's just. And I feel happy that I watched it. And I feel like I, like, I do, it does feel important in the community. And I got caught up. And I do want to watch the others now. I have seen Beauty Shop you know, and now I want to watch Barbershop two and three because yeah. I've had that experience. So I do, there's something about it that feels important that we watched it, you know, it feels appropriate, yeah. you know? It was a good pick. 
Well, well, there you have it, folks. Um, Barbershop is not a classic from the right perspective. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We will see you next time. Love you, bro and sis. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love y'all.